1: wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No,
0: don't. Help me. Help. Help.
1: Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the Manly Warthog Man Cave. In the piney woods of North Central Florida God's Country. In the Mellon Law Studio. Melvin Law is the only official law firm partner of the University of Florida Gators. And we're protected by Crime Prevention 24-7-365. Randy Elrad and John Pastore locally owned and operated. And sponsored by all the great sponsors you see scrolling past your screen. And of course, we have our silent donors. We know who you are and appreciate you. And we are always willing to take donations to help us. I'll do our production costs and bring you a quality show. This is an interesting day for a lot of reasons. And locally, if you want to call Miami local, yesterday, Governor DeSantis arrested the North Miami Beach mayor, Anthony DeFilippo, and charged him with three felony counts of voting in a North Miami Beach district, even though he no longer lived in the area for which he cast a ballot. Now, of course, this type of behavior is not new to the investigator-instigator and our Ward Scott Files research team into voting BEEP. And
0: each count carries a possible five-year prison sentence. Now, of course, the Filipio has gotten himself
1: a liar. And the liar explains on behalf of the mayor that uh, under oath he's always intended to live in North Miami Beach.
0: But the Miami Dade state attorney says that the evidence shows that he illegally voted. Three times. Now, this is just one instance. We've been talking about how there are many, many instances of unaccountable voting. We got kicked off of a YouTube, Ward Scott Files,
1: for daring to offer this position quote unquote, violated community standards, which is to question anything about voting integrity, if you will. Because you see, voting has been turned into a racial issue as everything else in America has that they can make a racial issue.
0: It is tiresome. It is wearisome. It is untrue. So we can't question
1: voter integrity without being accused of being racist. We can't say that it's too easy for people to vote. I have always said, really all they want is a breath on a mirror. Under the guise of COVID, Zuckerberg's of course, Zuckerberg, inflated voting. And you can question how accountable that inflation number was. 700000 invested just here in Alachua County. So, and all the little details here. The mayor moved from his Miami-Dade home to relocate to a new residence in Davie. And buddy still, you know, all this business is going to be there to muddy the waters. But the truth remains, um,
0: it's very difficult to hold anybody's feet to the fire for voting. So
1: we'll see how this turns out. I didn't know if you knew about it, but one of the research team members sent it to me this morning, and I checked it out with uh, our guy, of course, Mark Glazer, and it's true. And what's true is that the mayor has
0: been removed. Locally, again, there is discussion about the Elotra County public school system and its priorities and its zoning. And now zoning is back on the agenda along with proposed changes to student conduct codes. Here's the fundamental problem. In my humble opinion, I'm never wrong. Oh, I've been wrong about the Miami Heat. The constant churning of all things educational into race issues Is hurting the very so-called race that you're trying to help,
1: and a good evidence of this occurred on the View. Not a program I watch, but the program's got these ladies on it who are
0: close-minded, and
1: they decided they would run down Tim Scott, the black presidential candidate, no relation to yours truly, as far as I know, although I was born in
0: South Carolina. And lo and behold, Tim Scott said, well, come on your show. Now, the red-haired lady, Joy, I think is her name, didn't show up on the day that Scott came, that was kind of weird, but they wanted to bash him, Joy Berhar, they wanted to bash him over the fact that he didn't believe in systemic racism. See, he was out of line. These are all whites with the exception of the one black lady who is really a mixture. But you
1: know, she qualifies as a minority, just like Pocahontas qualifies as a Native American.
0: So you get to play that card. And the lady, of course, is Hostin, Sonny Hostin. And she jumped in about not believing in systemic racism. And of course, she was rude. talked
1: over this gentleman if he didn't give the right answer. And I'm sitting there watching it because it's crashed into one of the shows I am watching. Because they want to show right away how Tim Scott, a Republican black, is quote-unquote
0: off the plantation. And he's not going to bite. He doesn't believe in systemic racism. And of course, he's not going to change their minds. And they're countering that he is an exception to the rule. And here's what I'm thinking, this conversation has to be going on in the homes, in the black homes, in front of the black children who are being told that if you get an education, you get a white education. And the white education is not going to give you a chance. It's going to be discriminatory. It's going to systematically condition you that you can't succeed. This is what is really going on doesn't matter what they're saying on the view to Tim Scott. It matters that those conversations are going on in front of the children. As I said, at Santa Fe College, when I was there, we had a free quote-unquote warning lab open all day long into the evening. And you could come as frequently as you want and get help on anything you needed help on. We couldn't
1: keep the Asian students away. And we couldn't get the blacks to come, particularly the black males.
0: And I came to realize what it is. They're being told, what's the point in trying to get ahead with free help? When the system systematically excludes you, which is a lie. But whose lie is it? It's the progressive white's lie. It's not Tim Scott's lie. Whoopi Goldberg. Who in the hell is she? You can check it out. But this is what I think it means. And this is how it has created problems. I had a,
1: some teachers review what I'm going to go over with you to make sure I knew elementary school teachers, K-12 teachers. And this is about the Lachewa County Public School discussion
0: about zoning. And the commentary here in the article
1: says that students have spread unevenly across the system, with some schools over capacity and other schools under capacity. Why didn't we just leave the schools in the neighborhoods? I know we're turning back the hands of time. Why didn't we just leave the schools
0: in the neighborhoods? Because
1: the story was that the neighborhood black schools were inferior to the neighborhood white schools.
0: And so we shut down all neighborhood schools, black and white, and started transporting.
1: People, in some cases, miles and miles and miles to school. Unnecessarily. There was a school right down the street from their house. Today, according to the people who reviewed this article for me, many east side schools are very under capacity.
0: Well, you know what that tells you. It's created the Oak Halls. People are simply not going to those schools in those neighborhoods because those neighborhoods now are filled with people who have told their own
1: people that the education you'll get will be a white education as if there's any such thing. And to show you how
0: Pervasive that is. We've got 16, 19, we've got all these things that have been created to recreate a separate but equal system. I don't know about the equal, but certainly to
1: create a separate black history. Anytime you put an adjective in front of a noun, you have limited the definition of the noun. Adjectives are called limiters. So
0: if you call it black history, you have limited history. If you call it white history, you have limited it to whatever white history is. I used to ask my students to each write the history of the last week. Try that sometime and see what you get. Any time you put an adjective in front of a noun. And I told them not to put anything in front of the history. Except the date. From June 1 to June 6. Period. That's it. The more limiters you put in front of the noun. The more history you exclude. Duval Elementary, for example, this teacher told me, is no longer an elementary school. They've had to put other programs there.
1: The article says that the rezoning process involves shifting students eastward from the more overcrowded schools in the western part of the county. And it was pointed out to me, Southwest 20th, for example. Tremendous amount of building going on there now.
0: Once upon a time, not, re- not too recently, family area there zoned to Littlewood. And they were Hispanic,
1: mostly. And the Hispanic kids are great students, along with the Asians. The only students who are being
0: taught, and go check the view out to get a glimpse of it, that education is racist, are the kids who are going to suffer from that tutelage Hispanic kids go right about their business. So by
1: pounding away at these young kids, that they are slaves or the genealogy of slaves, you're
0: crippling them. You yourself, you liberals and you blacks are crippling them. Handicapping them. They will never be able to compete. Also, when they can't compete, what do you do?
1: You say that the system in which they're going to compete is all crooked, run by whites. And depending upon how many hangups you want to make it, run by white males or etc. etc.
0: This is not rocket science. This is just very simple. And yet this school board and other school boards can't get it out of their head. And these talk shows. I walked to school. My mother used to talk about walking to school. The black kids before we integrated walked to school. Meanwhile, in the name of Endorsing this crazy belief. Look at the financial hardship on the county, transportation costs.
1: So, what you have, Gainesville has a very good point, I'm told. Gainesville High is not what Gainesville
0: High used to be. Because
1: when you populate that place with people who are taught from the time they're little kids, that to be academically successful at Gainesville High
0: is to play Whitey's game, then people who want their kids to get a good education flee from Gainesville High. The simple fact is, zoning cannot keep up with population changes. If you're going to try to build some ratio based on population changes, oh, you better find another game. That's not going to work. Not with
1: all the building going on in Gainesville. It's very difficult and getting more and more difficult. to know exactly how many kids will be in a specific zone or area.
0: We talked about Southwest 20th. Now populated by a lot of families from Central America, once upon a time, students. But my point here is that continuing to hammer away at this race card stuff is
1: destroying the country. You know, I'm studying more and more because it's in the paper more the issues at the sheriff's department. Now, one of the complaints is that the sheriff, who is a black Democrat, has been racist. I looked at some
0: numbers, researched some numbers. From January
1: 2021 until now, the sheriff has promoted 122 whites 32 blacks.
0: In addition to 33
1: white and 4 black supervisors, the jail has 20 white and 7 black supervisors.
0: There are 53 white supervisors or sergeants and there are 11 black sergeants.
1: From January 2021 until now, Watson has promoted 122 whites and 32 blacks.
0: So, that's not in any of the papers that I've read. Any accounts in the papers that I've read. You have to go digging to find that stuff.
1: And to, uh, you know, get a, uh, beyond just the obvious uh, kind of stuff that would appear in the, you know, the run of the mill uh, type of uh, looking for the show to see who's watching uh, in the chat line. Can't seem to find it right now. Anyway, if you're chatting. I can't see you right now. So I'm looking at that issue. I know it's one of the issues that one of the guys complained about that uh, had gone on there. That uh, Watson was racist because of what? I looked at the actual numbers and it would seem that they belie the situation. The other thing that I want to talk about a little bit is a comment that's been made by the union. And I'm assuming this is, of course, the PBA, which is the uh, Police Benevolent Association, because there's also the fraternal order of police. Now, yesterday I reported that the sheriff had reinstated these people, uh, because you could beat this drum forever. Let's get on with the protection of the people that they serve. What's the thinking of the sheriff?
0: as stated in his public comments that he released in his press release.
1: And yet comes today from Joseph Bronneman, who's the president of the North Central Florida chapter of the
0: PBA, that they're not going to let it die. That employees are being treated by like second class citizens. second-class citizens. Now, let me talk a little bit about unions when we come back from the break. And my experience with unions,
1: and I've known the PBA representative well, and I knew the FOP representative well once upon a time. Don't know the new guys. I knew the other guys and I'll talk a
0: little bit about unions and let you make up your mind about them because it looks as if they're going to keep this going until their goal is reached. And I
1: think I know what the goal is. So let's do a little bit of the weather. Now we write back on the word Scott files. I'll look for my chat lines. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me.
0: Help. Help. All
1: right. Welcome back to Ward Scott Files and Ward's weather report brought to you by Lewis Oil. And, um... By golly, it's going to go into the 90s today, so it's going to be a hot one. 75 right now here at the compound at the Manly Warhol Command Center. Uh, we're getting ready, of course, to um, have our typical uneven kind of weather uh, over the United States of America. The, um, some places will be getting scorched, and some people be getting wet, and you may be getting wet and not wet. Uh, We're going to have the University of Florida regionals here coming up. We hope the weather stays good for that. And um, that will be um, a very entertaining event. The Gators have made it to the next step, and if they get out of here. But South Carolina has beaten them three times already in the regular season. So we don't know how that's going to um, work out. Maybe it's the time the Gator – One, three times and moved on, or at least two out of three. Um, The omega-block weather pattern will dominate the U.S. this week. What is the omega-block weather pattern? Uh, It brings unusual thunderstorms uh, to California, hot temperatures to the Northwest and Northern Plains, and relatively cool conditions to New England. Um, It is a southward plunge of the jet stream. And it's associated with a low-pressure system near California and another over the northeast. So um, the reason it's called Omega is that the jet stream pattern will resemble the Greek letter Omega. I thought that might be of interest to you today, you people who are kind of interested in the weather. So um, here in Florida, um, we will be, of course, um, subject to the whims of the Gulf Stream and the Gulf of Mexico and the wind's coming off of Africa, which is where the hurricanes originate. Did you know that? I'm sure you did. Well, I found my chat line. I'm just checking here to see who's having a chat with me. Um, see Tim Martin's watching today. Thank you, sir. I'm talking now about unions. Now, the controversy over police unions, because let me just remind you that of this statement uh, by of the PBA union president. Um, I would like to recognize Booby Frank of Booby Frank Law, who represented our members in this most recent litigation, worked tirelessly to ensure that our members receive the justice that they deserve. We extend our deepest gratitude for the work she does on behalf of the Dada Dada. Um, Sheriff Watson, who continues to operate the sheriff's office at critical staffing levels in almost all areas of his agency, except his own command staff, should live up to his own words and treat those who protect and serve Alachua County daily as they deserve to be treated. There's all kinds of controversy surrounding unions, but just police unions alone. It's have been described as
0: an impediment to organizational reform
1: and as organizations that hinder discipline for officers involved in misconduct.
0: Let me repeat that. And you can Google this and look at
1: a Long, extensive discussion because of George Floyd. We don't have those incidents here. Nobody mentions that.
0: Police unions, which the PBA
1: is, and that statement I just read is by their union president, praising their union lawyer.
0: Because there's an agenda here, I'm gonna get to this.
1: Police unions have been described as an impediment to organized reform, which this is what it is, organizational reform, and as organizations that hinder discipline for officers involved in misconduct, which we have. We have Frank out there, Frank's, using the F-bomb on Facebook. I looked at the policy. He's clearly violating it. He knows it. The level of power commanded by police unions has been described as concerning and preventing justice.
0: Okay. I'm going to put that over here, table up for a moment. The Unions form another administrative head over employees that a lot of employees don't particularly want. At Santa Fe College, we do not have a union.
1: We do not have a union, even though several times the unions tried to come to Santa Fe while I was the Senate president. I was
0: even criticized or asking them to come, which I never did.
1: We didn't want a union because then we would have had to answer to the president of the college and the president of the union.
0: Why can't we work out an internal agreement as faculty to relate and
1: negotiate with the administration without the interference of a union, which we did. We call it shared governance.
0: But when these sheriffs become sheriffs,
1: most of the time they inherit, of course, the union that's there. Let me give you an exception. Booby Frank is on her Facebook page. Go look at it. That's saying Bobby Schultz is the example of how sheriffs should be. Bobby Schultz doesn't have a union.
0: The Sheriff's Department of Gilchrist County does not have a union. Schultz doesn't want a union.
1: No administrator wants a union. Because this union president will actually make things worse a lot of times or you working out things with your employees than it would if you weren't there. Or in the case of the Fraternal Order of Police, like McAdams, just steal from your own union. Steal money. So I'm trying to help my students understand the issues here and how to read intelligently what's going on. Now, what's really going on here, what I'm beginning to hear and conclude is that there is an agenda to get rid of the sheriff and it involves Kramer
0: and they're trying to get the governor to remove the sheriff for violating statute illegally Statute 112, that the investigations, the three that were reinstated were done illegally, along with what Booby Frank says, is 112 more. That's where this is trying to go. That's where this is trying to go. Now, let me give you some comparisons. GPD,
1: you understand, don't you, that GPD is differently organized from the way the sheriffs are. The sheriffs are constitutional officers. They're voted into office. Watson is a Democrat. Franks is a Republican who wants Kramer's job, I'm told. And Kramer is a Republican. Now, we know Kramer criminalized a civil matter with
0: the Boss Hart-Riles thing. We know that. And we know now that there looks to be the same attempt going on here to criminalize the constitutional officer by the state attorney in cahoots with the union liar. Over in GPD land, Tony Jones, six figures right now, I dare you to tell me what he's doing. He's untouchable. He makes more than the sheriff. What does he do? Lonnie Scott is the chief, but I learned through a tip from someone in the research team that the city of Gainesville has just agreed to hire an assistant chief from New York. How much will that assistant chief be paid? Now, remember, remember this is a time of belt tightening, right? It's a time of belt tightening in Gainesville. The assistant chief hired and brought in from New York. will be paid $175,000 a year, I'm told. Huh? People are running up
1: and down the street shooting each other in Gainesville. Don't have a canine team. All the Leo organizations are down
0: in terms of employees. I'm told that they could have given an in-house candidate,
1: Janie Koenig, from GPD, a 5% raise, made her the assistant chief, promoted from within,
0: filled a spot and kept the assistant chief spot open that she had been in. No, no, no. That would make too much financial sense. Read anything? Have you read anything about that? Furthermore, the union or Gainesville police is not the PBA, it's the FOP.
1: This came to me as a tip this morning. They reduced their own union, reduced their retirement benefits so that they could get a raise now.
0: Their own union. union uh, uh, Gilchrist County doesn't have a union, doesn't want a union, doesn't want a police union. So I think I know what the end game here is. The end game is for the union to run the show rather than
1: negotiate and settle and do the processes that are in-house, go hire an aggressive, obnoxious outside attorney I'm told all
0: I never met a woman. I've heard I've heard a lot about her to muddy the water. And do what? Then what would you then what would you have? Would you have fewer gangs in Gainesville? What would you have? Can someone explain that? I don't see that. And this is all from the point of view
1: of someone who yesterday showed you a clipping. It goes back, clear back to Sheriff Ulrich. You remember Sheriff Ulrich
0: was a Republican sheriff. All he wasn't given a snowball's chance to be the sheriff. All the sheriffs in Alachua County forever have been Democrats, and oh, which one? And caught all kinds of grief. You saw the clippings. You know, it depends. This is the name of the, the game. If you're Ron DeSantis lover or liker or supporter, you think that his style and what he's done and all that business is great. But if you're not, you think what he's done is criminal. So you're going to read a lot of stuff about DeSantis. That is a smear job on DeSantis. And one of the leaders of this is going to be Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom
1: might as well work for a union in California. The latest is he has accused Gavin Newsom, has accused Ron DeSantis of kidnapping. Kidnapping.
0: Sixteen migrants
1: who were flown from New Mexico to Sacramento, California, allegedly without advanced preparation for their arrival. And this is according to the Los Angeles Times.
0: Now, these newspapers, you really got to watch. We know the media's complicity in attacking Trump.
1: According to the Los Angeles Times, the 16 migrants from Venezuela and Colombia were initially transported by bus from El Paso to New Mexico, where they boarded the flight to Sacramento, and they were dropped off at the doorstep of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Sacramento on Friday. And the California Attorney General, Rob Bonta, issued a statement on Saturday accusing the state government
0: of Florida of being behind the
1: transfer of the migrants who initially crossed the U.S. border in Texas. Now, we do have, we know from our interview, the Florida National Guard on the border by the Rio Grande in Texas. And then they hearken back in the Los Angeles Times that Florida has relocated migrants to Martha's Vineyard, which is an offshore haven
0: where members of the Democratic Party elite have homes. Newsom. has never addressed the underlying
1: migrant issue in California. Nor the generous welfare policies in California for illegal
0: migrants. And the Times
1: has also noted that the California authorities have yet to release documents proving that Florida was involved because the migrants never entered Florida.
0: Let me see my chat comments here. So you'll be seeing a lot of, locally, it will be a tax on the sheriff. Nationally, it will be a tax on DeSantis.
1: always the attacks on Trump. The funniest one right now, if you think it's funny, I, I find it's incredible.
0: The Supreme Court um, decided on June 5th to consider whether
1: a progressive activist can trademark A belittling phrase that targets Trump. They
0: want to put this phrase on T-shirts. Now, the phrase is Trump too
1: small. Now, this expression began with Marco Rubio in 2016 when he mocked Trump's hands, saying Trump had small hands. And Rubio said that Trump always called him little Marco. Now, this is incredible. That the U.S. trademark trial and appeal board has gotten involved with whether or not
0: this can be a legal brand
1: marketed by this progressive leftist. The leftist claims that you don't let me do it. You're violating my free speech.
0: In October, they're going to hear this case.
1: It's going to be interesting. Are you going to take up the Supreme Court's time? Evidently so. They voted to do it. To take a look at a phrase,
0: Trump too small, to make it legitimate for a progressive leftist to put on a T-shirt to bash Trump. <laughs> uh, and going over the
1: notes for today's show, I thought, you know, this stuff is nuts. I mean, are you kidding me? Is this what we're doing?
0: Oh. Uh, some other notes here at Midnight Auto Yard are just about as crazy. The residents of the South side Chi of Chicago. have weighted in on this migrant issue. And they're complaining and they're a Democrat city with a Democrat mayor. And they're complaining that migrants being dumped there are befouling their neighborhoods.
1: Our specific frustrations, their leaders have said, lies in the continuous and blatant disregard for the safety and overall quality of life for black residents. As many of these migrants have been dumped in our neighborhoods without a plan in place to monitor and house them long term.
0: This is from a person named J. Darnell Jones, a resident of South Shore on Fox 32 out of Chicago. Well, you voted for Biden. You voted for the mayor you got, you voted to defund the cops. What do you expect? Now, furthermore, these black people are saying that local leadership, by doing this, is trying to destroy and and, and silence their voices. This is Chicago's South Side, where we showed you people with machine guns shooting each other. And yet, nobody wants to deal with the border. Nobody wants to deal with it.
1: They want to leave it to somebody else to mess with. And yet, when it's in their backyard, all we're doing is going through what's called the NIMBYs, not in my backyard. You know what the NIMBY means. As long as it's not in my backyard, I don't care. But when it's in my backyard, all of a sudden I care. And this is just NIMBYs being practiced uh, uh, by people who are frustrated with the fact that nobody in the Biden administration will deal with the border.
0: And I don't think they're ever going to deal with the border. And I don't know why. It still befuddles me.
1: We've had Cat Kamek go down there. I've never heard anything come of that. Um, I've, never, I've never heard anything come of any discussions about the border. So I guess today's show is titled Unions, but it's really about
0: hidden agendas, I guess.
1: There must be some hidden agenda to the border that I don't see. I mean, I I don't get it. Maybe one of you all sees it, but I, I, I just don't get it. Why would you deliberately create disorder
0: in your own country?
1: And ironically, I think most of these people are coming from countries that were once capitalist, successful countries like Venezuela, which is now a complete nightmare, to come here. So I'm not even saying that they're bad people, or, but I'm just saying we don't have any way of systematically, order, systematically this is something we need to be systematic about, systematically
0: sorting it all out. and making sure we do it the right way.
1: I said, Tim Martin says to destroy it on purpose. I suppose that's one of the ways in which you can, uh, one of the conclusions
0: you can reach. I think
1: it's obviously a tactic on DeSantis to destroy him on purpose before he can become a viable uh, candidate. So maybe today it should be all about hidden agendas. Well, have a great day. Um, tomorrow we'll have Ted Yoho. And we'll be talking about a lot of things that uh, he brings to the table. Um, Plantation Marx has to break the backs of hardworking American citizens and install communism. Well, we've certainly got AOC and her crowd working away at that. Have a great day. Orlando Command Center out.